This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Lake Effect with Chandler Adams. I'm joined today by our Patriots loving, but he's a Cavs fan, Isaac Young. Hello. And Detroit Pistons loving, son of a bitch, Riker Redding. What's up? Bitch. Um, yeah, I agree with that, Isaac. So. You're a hater. We're here to talk NBA draft. No, I'm just kidding. That's long gone. We're here to talk about the NBA, different things, you know, MVPs, top contenders, really anything you can think of. We're going to kind of do it like a round table. We'll all voice our opinion. We'll all voice, you know, pick our, we'll all have our choice and then we'll go around and we'll bust each other's balls about it. And I will give Riker and Isaac ultimate crap for their picks for top contenders in the West and all that good kind of stuff. But anyway, we're going to let Isaac start with his MVP, his Kia MVP of the 1920 season. Paul George. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just can't. I just, who, are you, who are you picking for MVP, Riker? I'm picking Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, so you guys are both absolutely out of your minds. But anyway, since I'm not an asshole, I'm going with Lejean Brames, the one and only. LBJ, that's who you're going with? Yeah, really? LeJean Brains. Really? He's not even the king of Lakerland. Yeah. He had to go get Anthony Davis. Oh, my God. Boogie Cousins sucks. Oh, my God. Rajon Rondo. So, no wonder he's being switched over to point guard because you got fucking Rajon Rondo on your team. So let me get this straight. So the man that was supposed to come in last year and take over the team is the man that you're going to just magically make an MVP a season later. Just because of an AD ad? No way. Absolutely. There's no way, no way at all he's MVP next year. I'm telling you right now. Oh, so um, he didn't average. He didn't average 27, 8 and 8 last year? How'd that work out for him? Um, I mean, he was out for most of the year, but he did pretty damn good. And he placed what in the MVP voting? You know, Chandler, I think I need to give you a piece of advice coming from a Detroit Pistons fan. If I've learned anything, it's that one player can ball his ass off and his team can still not be worth shit. That's fair, 
But all I'm saying is LeBron James had nothing to do with the record of the Lakers last year. I'm not disagreeing with that entirely, but you have to understand there's a, a massive dislike for LeBron James now, and it's grown every single year that he's been in the league. And but nobody the, the, the voters are not fans. That's what makes the, the difference. It's players are disliking him more and more. The players don't vote for him either. And it's the reporters. You, you mean to tell me you don't see the reports coming out of the L.A. Times talking about what's, what's LeBron going to do for this team? How is he going to go and make it better? I mean, good God. No, LeBron James. He carried the Cavaliers. We're Cavaliers fans, man. How many times should he have been an MVP and he wasn't? Quite a bit. He should have had the MVP last year, but he wasn't able to play a full season last year. And you think so just because... Damn it, listen. People are forgetting how great he is, and he's going to come out this year. People don't vote. It's the reporters that vote. We just had this conversation. Yeah, the reporters are people, aren't they? Or are they fucking cyborgs? Eh, probably mostly cyborgs. All right, so the people, the reporters, are going to realize, holy shit, this guy averaged 27, 8, and 8 last year. Was fourth in the was fourth in the West until he tore his groin off his freaking bone. Should have been out eight months. Was out six weeks, and he's going to win MVP. Spit it out, spit it out. We're tired of it. Go ahead. Yep. Spit what out? I, I don't know. LeBron, out of your mouth now. Spit it out onto the floor. Are you referring to his cock? Yes. It'll stay there forever. Come on. I'm a LeBron fan just like the rest of them, but man, you got to understand that it's just, it's not there anymore. My, I I will guarantee I, I'd put money on it today. He doesn't want another MVP. I would put 50 bucks that LeBron finishes in front of Paul George for it. Are we well, shaking on this? I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or we can do the old Skip and Shannon, a case of do. I I do, I'd do that. Case of do. Is is do referring to Bushlight who Yeah, sure. has emailed me about a potential sponsorship. <laughs> oh my god, don't tell him. <laughs> my thing with LeBron is he's bringing in Absolutely not. No Bengals love. Oh no. We got we got people chiming in. Yeah, fans. Uh, outside of here watching us do this podcast. But while <laughs> fuck the Bengals. But while he while he's uh my thing and Chandler, I hope you're listening out there. He went in, uh, he went in the room for a second. My thing is, you're adding Anthony Davis, who's also been in the MVP discussion, who's younger than LeBron, who's like I said, been in this conversation before, who could very easily use this situation to go ahead of LeBron in the MVP race if this were to become his team. But would, it's not going to be his team. I mean, LeBron. When has a big ever played with LeBron? When has somebody ever played with LeBron? Doesn't have to be a big. Okay, when Kyrie Irving and LeBron won the 2016 NBA Finals, not the Cavaliers, Kyrie and LeBron, because Kevin Love was asked that series. Everyone was asked except for LeBron and Kyrie and Tristan Thompson. So till when the, Le- till in the final minutes when Double uh, yeah. T and Kevin Love played amazing well, defense. Well, I said Trist- Tristan Thompson is the reason they won that series as well. But that could have easily been considered Kyrie's team. 
you know, 40 points, how many times, the shot, but the shot's overlooked by the block. His amazing games are overshadowed by LeBron's greatness. No one's ever played with LeBron, and it's been their team, and it's not the LeBron show. Oh, I, I fully agree so, with and, that. And Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron's ever played with by a landslide, the most talented player, you know, if you go by player efficiency rating, Anthony Davis is the third best player in NBA history behind Michael and LeBron. But yeah. I still don't think the style LeBron plays will allow Anthony Davis to be an MVP caliber. I think he's going to average 25, 10, and 5, which is amazing. But I this gives LeBron a very serious chance to average 30, 15, and 10. And and what that, does it really does because assist? Think of all the assists he's going to get to AD. When has he ever had a guy he can just pick and roll off with, pick and pop off with? The the other thing with the the LeBron MVP is I got to see other players that are getting signed around him. I think they definitely need a lot more shooters, so he can build up those assists. And LeBron's going to get his shot no matter what, but. I feel like right now when you look at the Lakers, there's not a whole lot of shooters what? on that team. Did you just see who they added today or yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay, so now with shooters, they have Quinn Cook, Avery Bradley, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, Jarrett Dudley, um, KCP. They got shooters. Who? You know how I am with LeBron. I get, I'm going to get frustrated. That brings me a question, though. Where do you put Kuzma with AD and Boogie Cousins in that? So, I don't think Boogie starts. No? Um, especially not at the beginning of the year. I think AD starts at power forward, and I think McGee starts at center. Starts. Won't play long there. But AD likes to play power forward. He's been out of position playing at center. So, you know what? This is our next This is our next topic of conversation. we got to get back on MVPs. LeBron James winning MVP. But... Let's talk about Isaac's Paul George. Give your give your uh, backbone to why he's going to be MVP. So I feel like you watched Paul George last year play with Russell Westbrook and was in the MVP conversation for most of the season, correct? You guys yeah. both agree? He played a hell of a season last year with Russell Westbrook. Okay, so just imagine playing with a guy that is not as selfish with the ball, can go anywhere on the floor and shoot, because we all know Russell Westbrook can't shoot, and then has the other players that are around him that are already on that team. Okay, so this this is my big thing, and I'm not going to talk about the other people on the team except for Kawhi because this is our next topic conversation, me busting the Clippers' ass, but Kawhi Leonard is not a good passer. He's not even an exceptional passer. I just had this argument with two of my buddies the other day. We were arguing Kevin Durant over Kawhi. I think Kevin Durant's by far and I think it's LeBron and Kevin Durant, and then the tier below Kawhi's in that tier. I would agree with that, but it's still for the but the I'm, amount but of Kawhi attention. doesn't make my argument. And remember, this is a debate show, so we're this is all in love, but we're going to argue today. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard does not make the people around him better on offense. The only way he makes you better is if you're a spot up shooter like Danny Green or Mark Gasol type guy, but. When I watch Kawhi Leonard, I see a LeBron James that is not as talented with his back to the basket and cannot pass. I don't look at Kawhi and say, God damn, I fear him on offense. Because it's really as simple as double teaming him because his passing is not that great. That's just my side. I mean, 
But even going on that, though, don't you think with having a player like Paul George, if you're going to double-team him, he's going to get the second looks anyways. So he's going to go and be able to then step up his game. What I'm saying is what you saw last year with him. With who, Paul George? Yes, with Paul George. What you saw last year is just, I want to say the tip of the iceberg, but there's still more room for him to grow. I think think you're going to see, I want to say maybe a, three to five points more a game. See, I don't think... A couple more assists, and he's definitely going to get the rebounds. See, here's the thing. I think Paul George reached his peak when he was younger. I don't don't think he was better last year than he was in, like, the 13-14 Pacers roles. Well, the Pacers' Paul George didn't have anybody around him, so we really don't know if that was his peak. And I think... I... I don't see Paul George getting much better. I mean, you watch him in clutch moments, and he's just... He's a really good defender, and he's a good three-point shooter. He's not super elite at driving anymore after that broken leg. It just seems like something's fucky with his mind. That's just, I mean, that's just my two cents. And, I mean, we're all going to argue pretty much everything we say today. So Yeah. Well, let's get over to Riker's pick here. My take on that is... He picked Giannis Antetokounmpo, by yeah, the, the way. the Greek freak. Uh, I, I like the Greek freak. NBA's rigged. <laughs> I believe that he has the ability to be an MVP again. I just don't think he will because it's it doesn't happen a whole lot of times where you see a repeat MVP. And me and Chandler have had this discussion before about this was the Bucks' year to step it up and go up one more step, get another player, and they re-signed Chris Middleton. I wasn't a big fan of that signing. They brought back Brooke Lopez. I would have liked bringing back him, but for a lot less money than what they paid him. I just don't think they made really good off-season moves this year. The only good Dude. one they made was signing Giannis's brother. That's the only good move they made. And it's not because he's a good player. It's just to make Giannis happy. Yeah. So, with that being said, I don't see him... You you With the MVP, when you go back-to-back, it's like... You have, you know, he did what he did this year, and then you're going to have to go and do even better to prove that you're still at that elite level. And he's just not that great of a shooter. And he he's a drive, you know, he's a drive guy, but when he drives, everybody knows what he, where he's going. He, They'll they, adjust. Yeah, yeah. So with but that, he's also seven foot tall and can handle the ball. So it's it's a weird, it's a tough, like, you know where he's going, but also there's sometimes where it's like, how did he sneak that one off? Yeah. I mean, we're not – I don't think we're going to sit here and dog on him and say he's not, you know, a top ten player. You agree? He's a top ten? Yeah, I have him at like seven. Yeah, so I just don't think he's going to be the MVP next year. Does he lead the team in probably every statistic? Yes, I fully agree with that, but I don't think he's MVP. He'll probably be in the top five for it for sure, but he, he doesn't yeah. win MVP. What's your? I want to hear your uh, backbone to why you picked him. Well, uh, I picked Giannis simply because I look at how the media portrays players, and I think it was such a big push as to why, uh, Re- like Russell Westbrook, for example, got his push. A lot of people were saying, you know, he was stat padding. He's this. He's that. He's not a good leader, but he still got MVP. And then That's afterwards, true. he got like Isaac said earlier, he got exposed about it. And all that. So I look at a lot of what the media says, and I think if you look at the Eastern Conference right now, Giannis is a product of his landscape right now. I think, obviously, Kawhi Leonard's gone. 
The Raptors are falling apart. I think Jimmy Butler, take it as you will, leaving Philly will eventually have its impact on him. And I think Philly, I don't think they're up there. And with Toronto going, it helps. But I don't think they have what it takes to beat Milwaukee. And I think the teams that are improving are already playoff caliber teams like Boston and Miami. You know, teams like that that are already, you know, there. But they're just slowly getting better. But I think right now Milwaukee just runs the East. And I think most of that is thanks to Giannis. Because if you look at the team around him, like you said, the Chris Middletons and the Brooke Lopez's, there's not a lot of help there. Absolutely not. And they got rid of uh, Tony. Isaac, hold your thought because we're transitioning once he's done. Yeah, because they got rid of Tony Snell. I think they lost a couple of bench guys. And then all last season they lost about four or five players, I believe. So, and like trades and all that shit. But I think Milwaukee right now, it's Giannis's team. I think Giannis dominates Milwaukee. I think he puts up similar numbers to last year. Do I think he gets better? We'll just have to see how the season goes. Like I said, Milwaukee's lost a few pieces here and there. But I think Milwaukee puts up, uh, I think Giannis puts up similar stats. And I think ultimately the way the Eastern Conference is right now, I think the Bucks are just going to be more dominant. And I and I think they're taking the East next year, and that obviously has a lot to do with it as well. Like, people, you know, winners, you have to win. Like like I said earlier, you can bust ass on a team that's losing. Like, look at Devin Booker right now in Phoenix. He's killing it, but is he ever going to be in the MVP discussion? No. I agree. So I think the fact that Milwaukee keeps winning, he keeps doing his thing, I think that spins a light in his direction, and I think it's a repeat MVP. So you actually led me right into our next segment, our top contenders in the East and the West. And I'm just going to start with mine because I don't think most people, if you listen to my show or follow me on Twitter, you know that Al Horford, I think, is a pretty decent basketball player. Um, I'm on record as saying he's the second best big man in the NBA. I get a lot of flack for it. I don't give a fuck. I love him. I think he's good. I think he's basically this NBA's Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental. Not as good as Tim Duncan, by the way. But my top contender in the East is Philly. So how we're going to do this, we're going to give our East and West team, and we're going to give our reasons why. And then we'll all give our reasons why. Well, I'll give my reasons why you guys debate it, and then we'll go to the next person. So the reason Philly's going to win the East, Riker, fucking Giannis lover. It's in my division. Because my first point, Alice is the second best big man behind AD in the league. I'll fight that till the day I die. He's better than Embiid. He's better than Jokic. I don't know who else you'd want to throw at me for a better big man in the NBA right now, but that's I, I firmly believe it. Um, second is the slow tempo they're going to play. Nobody's going to be used to it. We're not going to see a game. We're not going to see a team that's played this slow since, gosh, the 07 Spurs. I mean, they're going to have back to the basket. Two, they're going to have at least two people's back to the basket at all times. I think they're going to post up Ben Simmons a lot and bring Al Horford out onto the perimeter because that brings one big man out on the wing, and Ben Simmons is going to have someone shorter than him at all times. And Al Horford's a better shooter, and he's a hell of a passer. So I think Al Horford and Joel Embiid will play a lot more together than people think. I think they the closing lineup will be 
Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Embiid. I don't see how anybody matches up with that. Um, that I, that's the best defensive team in the NBA, I believe, by a long margin. Ben Simmons is elite. Um, he's the best defending point guard in the NBA. Josh Richardson's an elite defender because of his quickness. Tobias Harris is long and he's strong. Um, he's not super quick, but you know, I mean, he's the whole of that defense, obviously. He's the weak link. Then Horford and Embiid are both elite defenders. Horford is an elite perimeter and inside defender. Joel Embiid is not an elite perimeter defender, but 90% of the time he's playing off someone he can sag off on. And he's a Ah! Mic down! Sorry about that if that was loud. And uh, Joel Embiid is a hell of a blo- shot blocker. So... With that being said, well, Chandler, you need shooters and you need other players. Well, lucky enough, the Sixers have a lot of shooters. The sh- their shooters are, they have Richardson, who's a better shooter than people think. All these guys shot better than 35% from three that I'm about to name. Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, James Ennis, I think he's like the third. Zaire Smith is a good shooter. He was hurt most of last year. Go watch him in the summer league right now. He's kicking ass. Cork Maz is a good shooter. Um, Shake Milton, he's not very good, but he can. And then their draft pick, Martise Thibel, one of the best shooters in the college last year and one of the best defenders in college last year. Um, I just think they're absolutely stacked. I really like Philly out of the East. Um if I had to bet on a team, if healthy, they would get out of the East for me. And then the West, I got the Lakers. Um, Enough said. They're full of champions. The only thing that scares me about Philly is that, you know, seasoned vets, they have Richardson, Harris, Horford, Ennis. That's it. That's really scary. But I think the experience Simmons and um, Embiid got last year, is going to help. Um, and then guys like Josh Richardson, he's scratched and clawed his way to the playoffs his first two years. Miami is a hell of a culture. If you want to send someone somewhere to develop, send them to Miami. They've developed Dwayne Wade. They developed LeBron James into the player he is. They've developed guys like um, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow. You know, they're just, and they have a culture. And they bring in vets that helps doing, you know, they brought in Shane Battier, Ray Allen, James Jones. And then that is why, so, yeah, Philly's full of unexperienced players, inexperienced players, but they have a couple that could really help them get seasoned. And that's why in the West the Lakers are my choice because they're full of champions. Rajon Rondo, Quinn Cook. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, Danny Green. They've all been to championships, and most of them have won them. And then guys like KCP are just seasoned. He's not a champ, but he's seasoned. Jared Dudley is seasoned. And that's what wins in the NBA. You know, I'd rather have four 30-year-olds than four 22-year-olds that are faster. That's just how it is. Like Jared Dudley didn't look great. Against the Sixers last year in the playoffs. But it's not like, well, shit, we can never play him again. He's just a step slower. 
and they're full of shooters. You know, Isaac said they weren't. I disagree with that. I think that they're full of sh- lockdown shooters, and I think they're really underestimated on the defensive end. You know, uh, their starting lineup, I think, should and might be LeBron at point, Bradley Avery at two guard, Danny Green at the three, and then AD and McGee at four and five. Um, that's one of the better defensive starting lineups in the NBA. Um, LeBron James is pissed on because of his defensive performance. He's still one of the best center fielders in the NBA. He's not, you know, he's not going to lock someone up, but he knows how to be a clog in the defense. Bradley Avery is one of the best defenders in the NBA. When he plays at his, if he plays explosive like he did at the Boston, at Boston, and then part of the end of the Clippers last year before he went to Memphis, Danny Green's an amazing defender. AD and McGee are amazing defenders. I'm going to stop there so you guys don't get bored, but. Yeah, so I have Philly and the Lakers in the 2020 NBA Finals. What so. do you guys have to say about that? So, <clears throat> I'm going to go off a little bit and pick. I'm going to pick Boston. And here. To win the East. East. Yes. Oh, my God. Hear me out. I'm going to mute your mic. Thank you. So, I feel like taking Kyrie away from that team is exactly what Boston needed because Kyrie's became head case. Period. No. It's over exaggerated. It's not. It's you can't over exaggerate how the locker room takes on a player who okay, the year they, before they were in the playoffs. They were doing really well. Oh, except for they didn't get to the finals. Oh, well, how'd that work out this year with Kyrie? It didn't work out very well, did it? And it actually ended worse than what it did the year before. Before you go on, I have to say this one thing. Kemba Walker is a great player. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is in a different tier than him. He's way better than Kemba. So taking away Al Horford and Kyrie Irving does not make the Celtics better. I've been hearing this. Freaking people on Fox, ESPN. Kemba Walker does not replace Kyrie Irving. I didn't... Why? Why do you think, before you go on, why do you think that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are just going to be like, oh, we didn't want Kyrie to lead us, but we'll let Kemba lead us because it's going to be Kemba's team. It's not, Jay- it's not Jason Tatum's team. No, it is Jason Tatum's team. No, it's absolutely not. That's, that's the future. I, I would say Kemba's the, the future, vet. Kemba Walker is not even – he's way better than anybody on that team. He's better than you, anybody on that team will even sniff. You think he's better than Jason Tatum right now? Oh, for fuck's sake, yes. I would I would put money that Kemba Walker is by far and away the best player on that team this year. I would say Kemba Walker is another one of those players where the, I'm a they, Boston hater. Where, yeah, where they ball their ass off but they're on just such a shit team that it gets fucking ah. it just gets nullified and I think Kemba if you put him in a team like Boston, he has the ability to lead because he's led Charlotte. He's Charlotte's all-time leading scorer. Yeah, I, since the Bobcats came back. But he's Charlotte's all-time leading scorer. He is that leader, and I think you put him in a team like Boston with a lot of young guys in it. I think he has the ability to lead. With okay, the I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, you did. It was kind of a dick move there. So, hey, you yes, know what? you guys didn't argue why you're supposed to yell at me on why the East and West, my East and West, were wrong. Fair, I was. I'm not disagreeing. I I was getting to that point, but you rudely interrupted me. I wanted to finish my point, and then I was going to go. And hey, this on isn't to a tea party. This is a debating podcast. 
shit's going to hit the fan sometimes. You don't have to be rude about it. You can just... I have to be rude because I'm so tired and so fed up about that. Especially you, a Cavs fan. Kyrie Irving... Helped get this city a freaking championship. And then Put a he little asked, respect on his name. And then he asked to leave the team. So, yeah, I'm a little fucking salty about it still. Do you okay? want to stay in Cleveland with the worst owner in NBA history outside of freaking It doesn't Knicks? matter because guess what? You're going to ball, you're going to get your money, and you're going to go home, and, and, and you're going to live a damn good life because of it. He, yeah, he might be the worst owner in the NBA, but you're still getting paid. You're yeah, still getting you all sh- the endorsements that you had before. Here's huh? my, this is my argument with when people were mad that Kawhi might go to the Lakers. You, These guys work. So I was arguing with some guy on Twitter. He was bitching that Kawhi shouldn't leave a small market team to go to a big market team. I said, that guy's put in thousands more hours of work than you have some middle-aged white dude your entire life. Thousands more hours of work than you've worked a full-time job. You know, these guys work 13, 14 hours a day on their bodies in some form, fashion. Recovery, training, just all that. These guys need to be happy. They're still humans. If you're not happy in Cleveland being the second fiddle, why not go to Boston? At least he said, I want to trade instead of waiting and then getting nothing out of it. Now, of course, the trade turned out to be shit. But Yeah, that worked out real well for us, didn't it? Hey, we still got Big Z out of it. Oh, good lord! <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so yes, I think that Al Horford leaving Boston is going to hurt them. But look at the East right now. Like he had talked yeah, about, like he had Bucks. talked about the Bucks. I feel the Bucks are even with how everything played out. I think the Bucks are still better than the Seventy Sixers. I do not see how you can play Al Horford at center, and still be the team that they need to be with having another center on there because neither one of them are going to want to set. So you playing Al Horford at the four spot? Absolutely. Well, why can't he play the four? Because you know what teams are going to do? Run and gun on him all day long. You want to know how they're not going to get that off? You've got Josh Richardson and Ben Simmons. Oh, ben so Simmons it's two guys fast- against five? You think Al Horford and Joel Embiid can't get back on defense? They're, they're going to burn them out, for sure. Absolutely. You've watched it before. No. This is what's going to happen. First of all, Ben Simmons is one of the fastest players in the NBA. That's a fact. Secondly, Josh Richardson is a dog. He's going to hustle. Al Horford doesn't get beat back on defense. Because you still have to have people that are going to beat these guys. So, okay, let's say they're matched up against the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo plays their four. So that means you still got Brooke Lopez... Walking with concrete fucking bricks on his feet, trying to get up the floor. I'll take my chances with four on four, but Giannis is bringing it up. I just don't. I don't think that people are going to be able to outrun them as easy as they think. But go on. Sorry. And I feel like with, <clears throat> and we'll like and we'll get into this a little bit later. My my East team that I think might screw all this up is the Pacers. I think the Pacers could. Totally ruining every anything that I'm talking about with right now, but I'll get to that later. So I picked I picked Boston for the fact that I think with Kyrie leaving, Kemba coming in, I think he is going to be more of a team guy. Get these guys together, be like, look, this is what we have to look forward to. This is where we're going to go and chase. We've got two teams that are in the same tier or close to us, and. 
they're going to go for it. I don't think the Nets yet or to that point, but next year, obviously, with KD coming back, that team's just going to be nasty. I don't think there's enough pieces there with Kyrie. They're going to be probably in an 8-6 to six seed type of team, but they're not going to get anywhere. I'd love to say that Cleveland's going to make this huge jump, but I know that's, that's not going to happen. Sorry, Riker, Pistons ain't going to do anything this year, I even actually, if they bring Westbrook in. I actually think the, I think the Pistons, if they get Westbrook, will be a sixth seed and get out of the first round. You think they're going to get out of the first round? I mean, if they don't play the Bucks in the first round last year, there's a good chance they might get out. They're, yeah. We I think Blake Griffin's under Blake Griffin has Oh, he's definitely changed his game, game for sure. So oh, let me go Your to my problem's Andre Drummond. All the money you got on Andre Drummond. Yeah, for sure. Uh let me go to the West. I could probably sit here and toss a coin back and forth and go fifty fifty on the Clippers or the Lakers. I'm going to take the Clippers. Just because I'm not gonna pick the same team as Chandler. And that's really all it comes down to. Oh, okay. um, I do think when you when you look at that team, what they had last year, what they did, they were kind of a thorn in Golden State's side. I, I really liked how they played. They were really, really scrappy. Those teams, they're, they're good for what they played, which was, what were they, the sixth? Seventh. Yeah, with the sixth or seventh seed. So so they played that seed well. Now you add two, what, top, would you say? Top ten players. You think they're both, okay, top ten? PG's borderline ten. Ten. He's probably better than Kyrie. So top ten guys, you still have Patrick Beverly there. I think the defense is going to be really, really good for them. They're going to play really good defense. They're going to probably rely on that a lot more in the early seasons, and then the, the offense you're going to see start to develop because they have Doc Rivers. A lot of people don't like Doc. I, I like him. I like what he brings to the table. I think Except he really showed Paul that. Paul George cheated on his daughter with a Miami stripper. That's going to be fun yeah. to watch. Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter with a stripper from Miami. I mean, Woo, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Would never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I think that team really has something. I think it's going to be a battle between L.A. all year long. It's yeah. going to be fun to watch. But, I think they'll be the but first. But do not sleep on the Golden State Warriors. No. That that team is still going to be around. At the, by the end of the season, you're going to have the, spat, the splash triplets, the most deadly three shooters we've ever seen play together. And guard formation because, obviously, Steph, Clay, KD was the best. And I'm – I'm not going to sit here and say the Pelicans are going to make this huge jump, but they could be that 8 or 7 seed thorn in your side that just kind of plays gritty. I think they'll have too many bad losses because they're young. And I think I don't think Zion is what everyone thinks, which we saw in his first preseason game. It's like, oh, he's not dunking? Well, then he just kind of looks like another guy out there. I think they'll have too many bad losses, but I also think that they'll go out there against the Lakers and the Clippers and get a win where everyone's like, holy shit, what well, that's the what hell? That, Lonzo had 20 and Brandon Ingram had 20. And that's what I'm saying. They're not going to be this elite team, but they're going to be a thorn in the side. Yeah, of, I don't think they'll teams. make the playoffs because of all the teams in the West, but yeah, I yeah. agree. And that, that could be. I mean, you got the, well, the Jazz got better by, by far. You've got and then, the L.A.'s. You've got the Jazz, you've got the Nuggets, Warriors. Oh, the, the, two the Texas Nuggets teams. are going to be a nasty team. So you got the two Texas teams, yeah. and then you still have the Kings well, to worry about. You got the Blazers. It, you've got. Can, 
Can we take a moment real quick before we get to Riker and what he has and look at all these teams in the NBA that are not now a power team, but they're a dynamic duo. This is the first time in my lifetime that I can sit here and go, wow, there's nine teams that have dynamic duos? The problem is I still think there are two teams that come to mind right away, possibly three, that you look at and be like, son of a bitch. They've got kind of three players. The Warriors, when Clay comes back, I think yep. they'll have three players. I agree. L.A., if Boogie can play. I don't think Boogie's going to be that player. If I'm saying if he gets there, though. Yeah. If he gets to 85% of what he was, 80% of what he was, that's a, that's a, that's a power triplets. And then people won't agree with this, but the Sixers, if Horford, Embiid, and Harris. I just don't think. Because. I just don't think playing Horford and Embiid on the floor at the same time is going to work. It's I, going to work. I, I could be wrong. Horford could be play the power forward, stretch it out, and shoot a lot, this, but I just don't see it happening. This is what is going to happen. Al Horford's an elite three-point shooter for a big man, and I think Brett Brown and those Sixers are going to be like, you know what, fuck it. Let's embrace Philly. Let's play Philly style. Let's slow it down, be a hard-nosed team, kind of like the Eagles. That's how they won. They were hard-nosed, defensive line. Embrace the kind of culture of Philadelphia where it's not like, you know, neither of these L.A. teams are going to be powerhouses. You know, beat the shit out of you down low, Memphis Grizzlies style. But, okay, yeah, Memphis Grizzlies. That's what I think the Sixers will play like a lot. You have a distributor, Mike Conley, Ben Simmons. You've got elite center and power forward, Zach Randolph, Marcus All, Embiid, Horford. But the difference is the Grizzlies had Tony Green, I mean, Tony Allen and Jeff Green and guys that weren't elite shooters. Because Jeff Green just adopted the three-point shot two or three years ago. You have DePius Harris, Zaire Smith, all these guys are shooters. But the problem with comparing the Grizzlies and the 76ers is are they going to play with the grittiness that the Grizzlies played with? No, that's what I'm I'm saying. That's what they need to do. I, I don't know if they will. I don't... I think Embiid has a name, but I don't think Ben Simmons does. I don't think he has the gritty type of play in him. I think he might. He's only 21. Give him time. Yeah, but he hasn't shown it yet. Okay, think about it. I'm 21. So, a kid my age going out there playing against 28-year-old men, it's hard to be as gritty as them. You need to go through some pain to be gritty. He went through pain. He's like, holy shit, we might have lost that series because my guy was playing under the hoop waiting for me to dunk on him. Yeah, you're right on that. I just, I don't know. I don't well, know. we'll see. This, I mean, it's good arguments. That's it's all. it's early season. You know, well, it ain't even the season yet. Riker. Move on to Riker. Well, I'm gonna make it quick because, like like him, for me, it's a coin toss between the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. Uh, so, and like I said, the Warriors are there. The West is just so fucking good. This so good. We just named off ten teams, and I'm sure we're missing a few. So, yeah. And like I said, with. Milwaukee in the East, I think I think Giannis is in the prime of his career. I think a lot of people were iffy on the Chris Middleton signing, but I think he is worth keeping around, maybe not for that much money. Oh, I, I totally agree yeah. with that. I think me and Chandler agree with the fact that you have to keep Chris Middleton there, but you way overpaid for him. Yeah. I, I think when he had me on, I think I said something about the same five years, mm-hmm. but instead of 160 to 180, I thought – 90 to 120 is where he needed to be at. Right. And if they could have signed him for that and then still had that money left over, signed 
I wouldn't have signed Brooke Lopez. I can't remember what the money was now. Right. But signed Brooke Lopez Plus. for less. Yeah, 11 a year. Yeah, I would have done 8 to 6 a year for him. Yeah. And still brought in, tried to get another player. I think, like, an Avery Bradley would have been perfect for a team like that. Yeah. Brought him in. Obviously, the Lakers have not. I did not see that. I can't believe that that wasn't on Bleacher Report. I think it was. I didn't it, get it. It must have just got lost in the shuffle. I think it was while we were at the game. No. It would have been yesterday. Oh. Yeah, I never I never saw that. But Sometimes I miss I, something. I get pissed. I, I, miss I, the- I am pissed that I didn't come here knowing that because it would have changed me talking about things. <laughs> but, yeah. At yeah, any rate. But I missed the... Uh, I looked like a total moron. I missed the KCP sign back, so yeah. I thought we were I, out I of didn't, shooter. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. I was like, where the fuck did he go? Yeah. But, I but, guess, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I still think Milwaukee takes the East. Short and sweet, just like my... Oh, never mind. Oh, I'll okay. stop there. I got you. <laughs> we got female listeners. But uh, It's like 3% yeah, female listeners, yeah. but thank you all very much. Yeah, Julia. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't. Uh, Nicole Bryant's one of them. I don't know the other couple julia is probably another one julia does not listen to my podcast she listened <laughs> to the first episode and said yeah i fell asleep while i was listening to it but i listened to it. i'm like don't like that. tell me you fell asleep yeah reagan won't listen to it either i'm like come on just listen to this i talked about you in one and she's Ta- like no taylor Absolutely listens not. to the episodes i'm on so that works hi taylor i'll tell hi. her you said hi so she listens to the show all right but, but anyway but in the west like i said it's the coin toss for me and then the warriors are still there but i do want to talk about one team that i think is a sleeper in the west obviously not a championship caliber team but i want to talk about the utah jazz for a second i think they're championship caliber yeah. i think so but i think there's teams in their way and i think oh, they, for sure. they need a few years to develop because i, I think, still think they're a fourth seed because yeah. of the nuggets they're a yeah. good regular season yeah. team yeah. i think yeah. mike conley to the jazz was a beautiful was yes. a steal it, it was exactly what they needed for that point. Yeah. Like Donovan, what they Donovan Mitchell needed Mike Conley. That yeah. was the greatest yeah. thing they could have done. Yeah. And I don't know. They got Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert too. Dude, you got the janitor and Bogdanovich yeah. on the same team. Like, I've waited my yeah. whole life. That's literally, and I'm not kidding when I say this. And this, when I draft on like 2K19, my GM, whatever. When I play 2K. My, you know, my first pick is usually tries to. I usually I give myself like the 28th pick. That way I get 28 and then like the 34th pick, so I'm not screwed. Right. You know, in the past it's always been like, okay, I'll take Mike Conley. I'll take a distributor. He can finish at the rim. So I'm not kidding. Except for Donovan Mitchell, I've had like this exact same team before. I got Mike Conley. Then I've got I always draft Ingles and Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. Always. And then I always get someone like a Gobert or DeAndre Jordan because they're a pretty similar player. This team is built to win. They don't have holes. Their only problem is their youth. Yeah, like yeah if, I agree. If, if Donovan Mitchell was 27 right now, we'd be like, who the fuck are they? Who the right. fuck's L.A.? Yeah. This is a Utah town. And if they can sign back Mitchell, you know, keep Conley around till he's yeah. 40, because Conley's got the type of game he can play forever. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Sorry, go on about the Jazz. But I'm just saying, with them, and they've got, I think, a solid enough bench. Too. And I love how they're in a position where they could have gotten rid of Ricky Rubio, especially after getting Conley. They have room. They have room in their rotation. I think they're a team that can hit you in the mouth for 60 straight minutes. They're, they're yeah. the clo- I think they're pretty much the closest thing to like yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies of the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to be gritty. Ingles is dirty. I like mm-hmm. it. Bogdanovich is in your face and dirty. And those two, you set those two in the corners, let Conley and Mitchell go to work with Gobert setting the, the high ball screen. I don't know how you stop it. So, like, talking about that, you you mentioned Rudy Gobert, or 
not uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert. What do you think with going on talking about another sleeper team? Uh, talking about the Suns with S- Rubio going there. I think yeah. they're they're wildly too young yet. Um, when it comes down to it. Devin Booker can't lead a team. He can score out of yeah. his damn mind. You know, if he's on the Warriors as Steph's oh second fiddle, yeah. it works. He's not a good enough defender. He's not a good enough passer. He's just not. So you think that they need to bring in, like, a veteran guy that is. If the Suns had. If the Suns signed Andre Godala, they kept Kyle Korver, and then. You know, you still need one more dominant big man. So, um, like, if they had like a Paul George, say, Paul George on that team, if Paul jo- if if Paul George or Kawhi Winter would have went to the Suns, I think they'd be a four seed, four four five seed. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think d- Devin Booker is, fant- I think Devin Booker would be a fantastic number two, one of the best yeah, scoring I've, options. Yeah, I've kind of always looked at him since he came in the league as not a number one guy for a team. I I think Tyler Hero is going to be a lot like him. Yeah, you think so? I well, there's talks. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's talks that uh, Miami's looking to trade him already. Well, here's where um, I looked into that, and this is what I think. Now, hear me out. After you sign a rookie, they can't be traded for it's either thirty or sixty days. Yeah. They want to get Russell Westbrook. This isn't Pat Riley's first go around. Oh. Is he holding off signing him and say, yo, you can take Winslow. You can take Abadayu. Is that how you pronounce it? Abadayu. So. You can take Bam. You can take Winslow. You can take our next two first-round picks. But I'm sorry. League rules, we can't trade Tyler yet. Yeah. And you want to get this trade done as soon as possible. I mean, does that not sound does that not sound like something Pat Riley would do? Would yeah. He's the best exactly, owner in NBA history. It'd be exactly a Pat Riley move type of move. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know about that until I was watching the summer league and they said, "Yeah, you can't be traded for 30 days." It was I was watching the Cavs, maybe the Cavs and someone else, but yeah, that and I mean, that's genius cuz you know, just talking this year specifically, you got Westbrook, Hero, Jimmy Butler on the floor at the same time. Miles Leonard playing the center. That's an eighth, seventh seed. Yeah, but with yeah, just Jimmy so. Butler, that's not an eighth seed. No, they they definitely need to get pieces around Jimmy. And, I, and you're gonna sell tickets. I I really didn't understand if he wanted to win now. I don't think he wants to win. He just no, wants to have I think fun. It, yeah, I think he wants to have fun. He wanted the money. However, like. If he wants to take that next step in his career, he went to the best place. Oh, absolutely. You have a chance to put the team on your shoulders. You've got one of the best coaches in the NBA. you got the best owner in NBA history. A lot of things could go right, but you need that second guy. And Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler, it could be special. It's neither of their teams. You know, right now, Russ but, is like the Thunder of my team. But they're both ball-dominant guys. They're I mean. both ball-dominant, but we've seen it work before. Kyrie and LeBron, yeah. they knew their roles. Well, I think if Jimmy Butler takes on the attitude of I'm going to move around and I'm going to distract people and I'm going to let Russ drive. And I think with that being said, Russell Westbrook, if you are ever going to listen to something that anybody says, <laughs> I'll pay you money to listen to my podcast. Shooting when you get angry because you play with your heart. That's why you got you in the position you are. I get it. But learn it ain't working for you. 
and stop shooting the three point. Yeah. No, it does. It's bad. It's real bad. And you just make it worse as you keep trying to do it. He needs to pass it when he gets angry. And I like that fire that Russ has. I don't. I don't like being a Russ hater because I. I like the emotion he has for the game of basketball because you don't see that a whole lot anymore in the NBA. But good God, stop jacking up these dumb shots that are just bricks and air balls. It just it's annoying. So while we're on the topic of Russ, we got um Tayshawn Prince over here to my right. Uh Respect. No, but seriously, I told Riker Monday that someone had told me that they heard something about um, the Pistons front office looking to trade Russ. And I'm not claiming to be an insider. I'm just saying what they told me, and they claim to know someone. Well, then, Chris, Bru- Chris Broussard, I think it was today on The Herd. Well, I, actually, I think he released that yesterday because I'm pretty sure I saw that Monday about Russell Westbrook. I'm pretty sure I saw something Monday that was before Chris Broussard. Well, I don't know when Chris Broussard said it, but this guy told me Monday morning at like 8 a.m. But he anyway, if he's right, I think Riker would be happy. I would. Oh, I, Russ, I think Russ to the Pistons is a, it's a good move. I don't think it's a longevity move, but it's no. a good move. No, but you do have Russ and Blake Griffin under contract yeah. for a few years. It's going to sell. Ca- I mean, game one will sell out. Yeah, and it solves the point guard issue too, because right now Reggie Jackson has the same issue, but Reggie Jackson's a lot less fucking accurate than Russell Westbrook is. He just takes too many dumb shots, take, makes too many mistakes, turns the ball over too much. So my thing is, it solves the Reggie Jackson issue. We could possibly use him as leverage in the trade, send him back to OKC, you know, if they're interested. Yeah, I think they it's could. It's a one-year deal, so they don't yeah, have they to hold salary for a long time. Yeah. So I actually I put it out on Twitter, a trade where the Thunder get Reggie, J.R. Smith, um... Langston Galloway and Tony Snell. So all contracts it'll expire soon. Tony Snell is the only two year deal, but it's only what seven million or something yeah. like that. It's not big. The Pistons get Westbrook and Robertson, so they get two players that can play right away. Yeah. And Robertson's then, a defensive guy. I think that'd be a good move for them. Yeah. Yeah, and it will embrace the toughness of Detroit. Oh, absolutely. They'll buy into that. And Hook, then and you'll sinker. like this. Oh, the Cavs get involved because J.R. Smith went yeah. to the Thunder. And the Cavs get Luke Kennard, um, who was Thon Maker, and Darius Baisley from the Thunder, who's a rookie from Cincinnati. Yeah, I like Baisley. But he I didn't play in play college. He played on that USA team yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the Thunder get four first-rounders and four second. No, they get two first-rounders and four second-rounders out of it. I, I think there's another player that needed to be added to that, though. From the Cavs. I think it's got to be Jordan Clarkson. They, no one can take on the contract. It doesn't work out that way. Uh, no, it doesn't work. No. But here's the beautiful thing. Jordan Clarkson, at the trade deadline, you want to know how many teams are going to come crawling saying, we the, need a scorer? There's going to be a lot, a lot of... All, eight, all 16 teams that are playoff contenders. And you know who I think, if the Heat don't get Westbrook, they'll come crawling. I think they'll come crawling. The Heat could... They have so many contracts... They have like five players with like fifteen million, basically, or more. They could they could want love, love and Jimmy Butler could work. Yeah, I could, yeah I would buy with Myers that. Leonard. They could want Clarkson, but um, 
I don't know if it's Detroit for you, Riker, but who's your sleeper team of the East? So you're kind of like, if things fall the right way, you know, if it's Detroit, you know, Rose, Westbrook. I wouldn't but. say Detroit. I would say, and I might get crucified for this. I At think, the stake. What? At the stake. Yeah. I think Orlando's got a few pieces together, and I, I think really like re-signing that. Nikola Vucevic is another smart way to go. I think he's the guy that you got to pay. So I think Orlando might be a sleeper. Obviously not a deep playoff threat. But I think they can establish themselves as the playoff contender this year. I like the Hawks and the Pacers. I really like the Pacers. I'm buying into the Pacers really big. And some people are not going to agree with that. But I feel like a lot of people have undersold how good Victor Oladipo is. That dude is a baller. Shot collar, 20-inch blades. I absolutely believe that Oladipo is a good player. But his hamstring disconnected from his femur. That's scary. But Brogdon, Oladipo, Sabonis, and Miles Turner Miles Turner is very yeah. good. But Riker actually led me. Both of you kind of led me, but Riker first. Um, we're gonna do our top three young cores of the NBA right now. And I'm gonna start because you both of you led right into mine. I hope they're not all the same. But I'm gonna name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna name my three. I'm gonna name why my three, and then you guys are gonna argue me. And then we're going to do Isaac's name's history. We're going to argue him. I don't think we're going to argue. <laughs> Can you read them? No, okay. but I'm just guessing my, from what we said. My number one young core in the NBA. This is going to blow some people's minds. Some shit's going to hit the fan. The San Antonio Spurs never get bad. They just reload. You motherfucker. No, <laughs> DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Yaka Pirtle, Brian Forbes. Something Matu, I can't pronounce his first name. <laughs> Lonnie Walker, which I'll talk about later. I think he's going to be my surprising kid of the year. Keldon Johnson. If you guys watch Kentucky, no one got hotter in the second half. Yeah. Not of the game, but second half of the season after like Christmas. Luca Semanic. I watched some of his highlights. It's the kid they drafted 19 overall. He's like a longer, craftier. Where did where did he come from? Uh, Croatia. He's so he, he plays a lot like Luca in the fact that you can tell he plays European, but he is built more like Kevin Herter of Atlanta. Yeah. He's smooth. I haven't seen a player that smooth in a while. Just like you can tell he's and this is gonna sound funny, but like if you watch Dirk or Luca, two kids that are, you know, some of the best Europeans ever, Luca will be. Well, even Porzingis. Or he Porzingis. Was, he was smooth. Or Manu. They're smooth, but their hips are real tight, you yeah. know? And they oh, Manu, Manu was, and it made me sick to my damn stomach. Their hips are tight. They're not They're not very athletic or flexible, except for Kristaps. This kid plays like Luca, but he's as flexible as Porzingis. He's crafty. And then DeJounte Murray gets to the hole better than any young yeah. kid in the NBA. Derek White is just a, he's a distributor. He's going to be good. He's under, going to be good. Yaka Pirtle is just going to be some center in the NBA that gets every rebound. He pisses you off every game. He's never going to be elite. But he gets – okay, so DeJounte Murray on seven field goals a game averages eight points. And then Yaka Pirtle on four field goals a game averages six points. He's just, he, his effective field goal percentage was like 70%, which is outrageous. Lonnie Walker – you want to hear? I'm just gonna do it now, and I'll talk about him again in a little bit. My comparison to him is Dwayne Wade. 
That's who I think he has the ceiling of. But <laughs> my second young core team, this is my second best young core, all things considered, are the Magic. You got Aaron Gordon. He's only 23. Right. It's kind of crazy to think he's 23. 23. I feel like he's been in the NBA for seven years now. I feel right. like that dunk contest was ago. You got Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. You cool, know, he's cool got name. he's got a ceiling. Uh, I don't want to say a ceiling of Kevin Durant, but that's his body type. And he can harass on defense like Kevin Durant. And he can if he can shoot like Kevin Durant, he'll never be him. No, but I, just yeah. get those arms out. You've got... Frazier Jr., who's not great, but, you know, he looks like he can be a Derrick Jones Jr., just athletic, out-of-this-world kind of guy. Mo Bamba, I don't know if you watched the Summer League last night, went off. Mo Bamba is like, holy crap, I forgot how good this guy was. He gained 30 pounds of muscle. If he can stay healthy, Mo Bamba is going to be the – I mean, he's going to be – him and DeAndre Ayton, it's going to be their NBA for the next. Yeah. And then you've got um, Chuma Okiki. Kiki was good. Tours ACL. Wanted to play. They wouldn't let him. Auburn. Dude, that kid's a fighter. They have him listed as a power forward. And if they want to play him as a power forward, that's fine. He can play two through four, in my opinion. You have Kem Birch. He's 26, but it's his second NBA season. He's talented center. Not super great. And then this is the golden egg lost in all the shuffle. Markel Fultz. Right now he's listed as a bust. How often has a change of scenery helped a player go, holy shit, how'd that happen? All it takes is being in the right environment. Orlando's built a fun environment to be around. He has DJ Augustine helping him coach. Who in in the Sixers was helping him grow? Ben Simmons, the kid younger than him? Yeah, no, nobody. Like DJ Augustine being there, because you guys remember, DJ Augustine just, I mean, has been a solid point guard for eight, nine years. Oh, absolutely. So, Markel Fultz, if he gets his shot back, we know he can drive. We there, know he's fast. I, I was big on the fact that the Cavs last year was looking to get Markel Fultz. Deal. and But Darius Garland's better, I think. Well, I it, what, it didn't. Didn't even matter at that point in no, time. No, I'm saying the, I'm happy the, with the outcome. Yeah, yes, but I'm saying at that point in time, the Cavs were talking about making a trade because it was a boomer bust type of pick, and we needed to make. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Cavs are going to have to make some moves here. And, yeah, I was big on it. I'm like, do it. Well, I mean, w- last year, what did we have to lose? We didn't have anything to lose. We were, you know, yeah. in the – bottom three to four all year long so. speaking of the Cavs so I know both of you if I mean no one of you if not both of you have the Hawks as one of your top three young cores and deservingly yes. so they're awesome so I'm not going to do the Hawks I'm going to go off course here and I'm going to talk about the Cavs you look at this Cavs young nucleus damn you you've got Darius Garland Colin Sexton Dylan Windler Kevin Porter Jr. Big Z Larry Nance is still young he's 25 Omar. And what? Omar. You mean Jetty? Jetty, yeah. Omar Caspi. Um, yeah, I'm not that huge on Jetty. Why? He took a big setback last year. His PER was only nine. Like, league average is like... But he carried the team when 
the other guys weren't. If I mean, he steps back up, I'll be high on him. But right now, I'm not high on him. I, I think mean, he's I've, reached the ceiling. I feel like on he's an energy guy. In the longevity, I think he's a six or seven guy on our bench because I think the Cavs need to go out and get a, a true small forward that can play defense. And I don't think he plays very good defense. Well, my last young, my two last young guys that I'm big on are Naz Long. If you've been watching the summer league, tear shit. Up. I have not got to watch this. I'm I'll really send good. you some of his highlights. He's been tearing it up. He's like 25, but he's never gotten a chance in the NBA. He played on the Iowa State team with Monte Morris on the Nuggets and um, Niang from the Jazz. Uh, and then the last one is, oh, I forget what his last name is. He's the kid from uh, Matelabib. Um, anyway, he's like our foreign wild card. He's kind of like a Jetty Osman. If he can... Turn out, he turns out. If not, you don't lose anything. But the Cavs have something special. I mean, I'm so Winler has put up some points in summer league, and I, I like that because I was kind of afraid he's going to get into the league and not be able to score at all, like Jimmer Fredette did. Yeah. No, but he, he looks physically bigger than the people he's getting guarded. Which is against. good. That's yeah. what you want to see. And I, I have okay, so I've been down on the Cavs. Because I've watched them go through this cycle a couple of times now where we got LeBron, we're really good. LeBron left, we were terrible. But we got Kyrie Irving, we still were terrible. He comes back, we win a shit championship, now we're back to being terrible. And I feel like it's just another one of these cycles. But what is different from past years is the fact that I feel like the talent the Cavs have brought in is way superior from the talent that we brought. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is – you don't count him because he's just above and beyond. Everybody knew that's who the Cavs are going to take with the first pick, even though they've totally butchered some. But these last couple of years, they've done really well Who's with their draft picks. The right. Andrew Wiggins? So, yeah, Andrew Overrated. Wiggins. Yeah, he was. Think about that just for a second. LeBron, Think about that. LeBron saved you from – yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, that's cute. Get Andrew, get your here. cornrows into freaking Minnesota. It might be cold in Cleveland, but you're not gonna have testicles after this winter. <laughs> Bring me Kevin Love, and then Kevin Love shows up and he's got abs. He's like, son of a bitch, I needed chubby Kevin Love. I need the back to the <laughs> yeah. basket score. And we got injury prone, good looking Kevin Love. Who's like, this fucking straw walking on the? <laughs> get this he, man a zebra cake. So, I I like this team with we and. Me and Chandler have discussed this in length about picking Garland. I feel like that was the right move, the right time. Uh, Wendler was kind of like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this guy's got really good numbers. It's going to fit B-line. But was that really the best pick in that yeah. place in time? It was the only pick. Well, I mean. Bull Bull would have been interesting. Yeah, we've had that comment. That's where I was going with that. We've had that conversation. You could, and then going and getting Kevin Porter Jr. with the 30th pick. That that to me is at the 30th pick. It's that is a boomer bust pick right there. And the Cavs can go big time on this. I have shit off the court. I have a feeling though we're gonna have another Jordan Clarkson type of player, where he's a ball dominant guy. He doesn't really share it and scores a lot of points. And I think coming off the bench, he'll be really good. And I feel like that's why we kind of got to move away from Jordan Clarkson. 
at the trade deadline to give Kevin Porter Jr. the time well, to open up and be able to learn. Clarkson, to after this year, is off the roster anyway because it's a one-year deal. Well, and that's why I want to get something out of him. I know. But I'm saying Kevin Porter's ceiling is. Well, <sighs> well, that's why I think early in his career, you don't open it up entirely, but you definitely have to let him spread his wings and fly. Yeah. And you got to let him be able to score because that's what he's going to do. Um, All right. Well, before you go on, we're going to move to Riker. Okay. Because he hasn't talked in a while. <laughs> he doesn't want to interrupt and be mean with this I'm, I'm debate the debate show. <laughs> Who are your three from best to third? Well, I, I'm going to go back here and take a leak, but I'm still going to listen. Gonna say, well, I changed one of them up. I was going to have the Dallas Mavericks as one of my young cores. See, but, I would like that. I didn't, yeah. When the hell did they get Cameron Payne, by the way? It wasn't long ago. I, it was was it last season? They so. got they Cameron Payne. Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Was yeah, that was the trade for yeah. Cameron Payne. Yeah, you're right. They, they got, I don't remember that trade going down, but I know they got they got Seth Curry too, so. Yeah. Well, they've got a good team. The bringing in Seth Curry was was yeah. huge. Young and right. you know, having Pozingas, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. Having you know, Kristoff could have decided to walk away from that team, but he yeah. didn't. And I think the reason why kind of talking about that is the fact that they were going to bring in other guys. They told him, you know, hey, we're going to go out and try to get these good players. You know, Seth's not that. You know, he ain't the top, a top 10 point guard, but he's going to give you good minutes. He's not going to turn the ball over a lot, and he's going to play some defense. Yeah, I, I like the pick with uh, Dallas for sure. Uh, one young core that I really like are the Phoenix Suns. I think. Uh, Ooh, I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> I dig it. Obviously, I like it. I obviously, like it. you have Devin Booker. You have DeAndre Ayton, who last year finished with 16 points, 10 rebounds. I forget his assist number, but whatever. It's not I think important. It was like three or four. Yeah. I think it kind of went underrated too. Nobody yeah. really talked about that. All right. I think he's definitely. Yeah, it's not sexy, especially when you're in the Phoenix Suns. Then they got Michael Bridges and the two solid draft picks. I think I Cameron th- Johnson yeah, and Ty Cameron Drew. Johnson. I think I think the Sun like I said, they're still stuck in the bottom of the West, especially considering ten teams in the West right now. Like there's gonna be teams missing out on the playoffs right now, and that's exciting. Just moving to the east. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but fucking But I think Phoenix is definitely stuck in the bottom, but I think there's a lot of hope for the future. Yeah. If they can Keep Booker and Aiton around. That's a dynamic yeah. duo. And if they can keep getting good draft picks years down the road, and obviously they got Ricky Rubio. It's not part of the young core, but I think Rubio can do them a solid. Yeah, It'll help so. Devin Booker's game a ton. I sure. mean, he he's still what like twenty six, twenty eight. Rubio. Yeah. He's still yeah. young. So I mean, I mean, he's still young enough. Yeah, and Devin Booker's never had a distributor with him. And he does, you know, Rubio with that team doesn't have to score a lot. You know, oh, I'd be surprised if he fucking ever shot the ball. I wouldn't right. let him. I'd be like, you can dribble it, you shoot the ball, you're coming out. Well, I mean, I think when you, when you distribute, and then he can kind of work down in and work down into the paint. You know, with driving and stuff. And he's a pretty good. Uh, he's pretty good with his back to the basket yeah. as a point guard. But so, say somewhere between seven and twelve points a game type of guy, eight eight assists, couple rebounds. Yeah, I think I think that's good for that team. It's not a rocket ship to shoot you up into the Western Conference, but right. it's a building piece. And when you're Phoenix, that's what you need. You need building pieces. It's the same thing with the Cavaliers. They need building pieces. Riker, who's your second team? My second team 
is um is Denver. Obviously, you have Jokic. I, I think <laughs> I think he proved himself to be one of the rising stars of the league. They yeah. were just literally within minutes of the Western Conference Finals, and that's something you don't see, especially with a team as young as Denver, and especially in a conference as brutal as the West that's being dominated by, you know, Golden State every year. Houston's dominating every year. Now you got L- now you got both LA teams in the front running. So seeing yep. a team like Denver is real nice, and I think for the most part. As long as they keep with the draft picks, and obviously Jamal Murray's another guy that comes to mind, like they're just as long as they keep up with a couple, yeah, a couple of good solid drafts. I don't think they need to rely so heavily on free agency because Denver's not the sexiest town in the world either to go to for basketball. No, so no. they're definitely one of those teams that's going to have to build to the draft. And I think as long as they keep doing what they're doing, and Joker's still just an absolute fucking animal, I think it's like a Milwaukee with Giannis situation, but on a bit of a smaller scale. I think he's the guy that carries them, and I think as long as they keep a nice young crew growing together, I think Denver is just going to be, you know, the next generation of the NBA. Yeah. We're gonna pause real quick between Rikers' second and third picks. I have some news from the NBA. Oh, Sean Livingston has been waived by the Golden State Warriors. Well, it's about fucking time. He could go to any of these contending teams and be a seventh man off the bench. Lakers. <laughs> go to the fucking Lakers. That would help their off. That would help their uh, defensive struggles. I, I think Lakers or Clippers. I could. I don't see think it. he goes to the Lakers because I think the Lakers are going to get Kyle Korver and Andre Iguodala. Sean Livingston wouldn't have a role for them. But honestly, I could see, and especially maybe it would help Chris Paul's situation out. I think Houston would be a good spot. That would be a good spot. Yeah. I like that. I think Houston, especially. Uh, vet minimum right there. How yeah. about this? What about a Milwaukee? Uh, I don't think so because Giannis is such a bad shooter. I think that hurts. But if he went to Milwaukee, I think he would still play well. Yeah. He would buy into that system. If he wants to ring chase, he can go to Milwaukee too because obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then here's the second report. Headband Braun might be coming back. Oh, no. Number six, Headband Braun. Get him his Dark Knight mask. Yeah, I was going to say, can we bring back the mask? Over. As long as he keeps those sleeve jerseys off of him, he's all right. Yeah. He has to rip him off because he's so jacked because he's the best player ever. (laughs) Um, I love him. I do love him. We got the LeBron and the Tom Brady over here. I don't know how much I can stomach. <laughs> I'm wearing a Lakers and a Cavs shirt. That's how much I love LeBron. But yeah. anyway, I'm decked out in full Cavs. By the way, I was going to wear a Clippers jersey with the Pistons hat, so I feel that. I like that Pistons hat. He's wearing the good old fashioned bad boys yeah. hat. The old fucking horse. But anyway, so Rikers' first best young core was the Phoenix Suns. Second was Denver Nuggets. Both excellent picks. Riker, who's your third rising team? I'm gonna switch it up. I think it's ob- they're obvious because they're a playoff contender. We talked about them earlier, but they still are a young team. And I'm also gonna throw this in because based on a summer league performance, I think Taco Falls a future fucking star in the NBA. I mean, the guy's like fucking nine foot tall. Wait, who'd you pick? I'm t- I'm brushing it up now, but I think, <laughs> like I said, they're they're a playoff team now. He even picked them to go to the fucking finals. I think the Boston Celtics. I would not disagree with you. Yeah, yeah I mean Jason Tatum, Jalen yeah. Brown, Taco yeah. Fall, Carson Edwards, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. They're, it's it's a young team, and that that's what I was kind of touching on before. Is I, I think that's why it's Kemba's team. They're they're growing up. <laughs> yeah. 
They they're going to be on an up uphill swing. Yeah. It's going to be like old King Griffey Jr. with the bat, bam, knocking them out of the ballpark. That's the, that's this the dude type can't of, get over it. That's the type of uh, He's still on Celtics for the finals. That's the, gosh, fucking King Griffey Jr. Dude, that's it's been ten years. It's been twelve years. Oh seven was that the last time he played with? Yeah, oh seven. Yeah. Um, the Red suck. <laughs> How many games out of first place are you? Five. Five games? Yep. We're four and a half, so... Okay, well, we're in the wild card right now. Well, we're about three games out from being in the wild card, yeah. so... Like and we're Pittsburgh. in the AL, which is a better division. Better conference. I like Pittsburgh. Really? Better than the Dodgers, huh? I didn't say one team. Milwaukee? That's like saying that's like saying Wait, what's what's compared the divisions? It's a fact the AL is better. They've won the All-Star game the past like 6 years. AL is considered better by every by every metric. I mean, if we're being honest, like the Pistons like are, <laughs> are enough for the Eastern we'll Conference. So the East is right better the top, than the West. You got the Yankees, the Astros, the Red Sox versus the Dodgers. And Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee. They're not on the level of the Red Sox or the Astros. I mean, they can hit with the best of them. No, they can't hit with the Astros. Nobody can hit with the Astros. If they had a more solid bullpen. I mean, you look at that team, it's a lot better than what people realize. The Astros have seven hitters in the All-Star game. Seven (laughs) positional players, and then they have Justin Verlander. We've got two. We've got two pitchers in the uh, in the All Star game. You know what's the supreme? How many you got? Pitchers? Yeah, two. Okay. How many players you got in general? Three. Okay. Let's talk about the AAF. We have four, and we don't have Corey Kluber healthy or Cookie Cookie Carrasco, which God rest. Hope he. Yeah. I mean, he might eventually. Yeah, probably not for the rest of the season, though. Well, no, he's, he's got coming back for the season. I mean, come on. I know. Okay, first of all, you say your fucking condolences, and you respect that, or I will mute your damn mic. Can we talk about the AAF for Why a you, am I going giving my condolences? He's not dead. I wish him the you, best of luck. You're, yes. you're like, he's got leukemia. He's ass. He's no, I never once said that. Don't put words in my mouth. With his leukemia. I feel bad you, for cookie. the guy. Um, you guys will agree the AL is better. The Indians are better. And Owen Red Sox. I mean, we'll, Red suck. We'll we'll see who wins the World Series. This Wait, year. I went, I went Dodgers. to Cincinnati this weekend. Where did the Dodgers play, Riker? Uh, I played the fifth. <laughs> exactly. No, the AL is better. One team doesn't make your whole division better. Your whole conference well, better. The Pistons do. They make the East better. All right, but anyway, <laughs> fuck. Where were we? Uh, young cores. I just finished my young cores. You're talking about Boston. And oh yeah, Isaac finish, can't get over. Him. Yeah, sorry. Finish up your Boston rant uh, if you want to. Already, I just said, you know, I stated the case. He already stated. So no. Need if to you start. had to pick a fourth team, if you had to pick a team that most people aren't talking about, young core, which I know is hard off the top, who do you go with? Don't say the Pelicans, or I'll cut your dick off. I was about to say the Pelicans. <laughs> He's trying to okay. reach here. He wants I'll, you to talk about the Cavs. I, no, we've already talked I mean, about that. I mean, I, mean, if I was gonna ask. Basically, Hawks. I'm asking. As if you think the Knicks did enough to be a good young core. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they shouldn't be focused on being a young core. I think it's New York. It's primetime basketball. It's the Madison Square Garden. And I'm not a fan of RJ. But yeah. I, I have this is my take on the Knicks. 
I think the Knicks need to get over being a New York team because obviously they don't have the front office that they need, and their owner is terrible, and they need to build a young core. I think that's where they need to go with this. And they need to get players that are going to build together to be able to be the team they want to be because no free agent wants to go there, obviously. I think they did. For not getting Kevin Durant, I actually do think they did a very good job. Julius Randle is a good player. Bobby Portis is a really good player. If they get Marcus Morris, he's a good player. You have to start somewhere. You don't just go from being the worst team in the NBA unless you're the Cavs who have a guy that's from you. (laughs) Who get LeBron. Yeah, like that doesn't happen. You don't get a – and the Cavs weren't poorly ran those four years that LeBron – those three years LeBron was gone. They did everything they could. They got – Kyrie Irving, they got Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I mean, they took some swing and misses on some guys, but you kind of have Bennett to do that. Anthony comes yeah. to mind. They still had Anderson. That was, I mean, that was 09. No, 10. That was the, no. Yeah, that was the, that was the year after LeBron. Kyrie was two yeah. years. Yeah. But, Isaac, who are your top three young cores? I'll, I'll make this quick. Uh, my number one young core is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they're building the team that I think in the next couple of years is just going to dominate the East. Uh, my number two would be the Boston Celtics. I feel like, like we were just talking about before, they they are on an uphill swing. Uh, they're going to keep growing. They're going to keep getting better. I really like Jason Tatum. I think he is going to be a multi-time All-Star. And then probably... My third team, um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go with the Cavs. I really like how they're building the team. Um, a lot of that comes back to John Beeline. I know some Cavs fans weren't really happy with that signing. They thought they should have went out and got an actual former NBA coach, but I like it. I feel like what the Cavs looked at with the league was we're not going to be able to bring big-time free agents into this team. So what we're going to do is we're going to build through the draft. We're going to have a couple of years where we're going to really struggle, but we're going to have a lot of young talent, let them build, get Beeline in here to teach them how to shoot, play some defense, make – you know, Beeline never had top recruited guys. You know, he didn't have the top five-star number one prospects coming out of high school. But what he did have is a bunch of guys that nobody had heard of or had barely heard of, brought them into Michigan and made them a really good team. And I think that's what the Cavs are trying to do here. And that's what they're going to build on and try to make, you know, uh, I don't think they're sh- – I think realistically they won't ever come out and say it, but they're not going to shoot for a number one, two seed. What they're shooting for is like a number five, six seed and can just be dogs in the playoffs. I would shoot for an eight. AL All-Star Michael Brantley, RBI double to give AL the lead. Weird. No one cares. Let's talk about the AAF. (laughs) Rikers, shut up about the damn AAF. They took everything from me. Nobody cares about the AAF. I did that in distortion voice. What was that? (laughs) I can't wait to hear that. (laughs) <laughs> you want to try something in it? So, uh, so what's the next thing? I'm going to let Riker have some fun with the uh, pitch change real quick. <laughs> okay. Towards the end of the- Just, Just say, say one thing, thing, Riker. Riker. It'll be fine. What voice is it? Sounds like Darth Vader. 
Tom Brady is a bitch. <laughs> I'll let that one slide. All right. We got to hurry up. Isaac's looking at his phone, so I'm guessing he has to be out of here soon. Yeah, yeah. You got a time? Well, I told her I was going to be at home around 9. So. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Everyone gets five minutes. Okay. At most. Starting now. We're going to do our most improved second-year player and our best, our favorite sleeper pick that no one's talking about from this year's draft. I'll start. My most improved sophomore player is going to be Lonnie Walker the fourth. Um, dude's a baller. My comparison to him is Dwayne Wade. And if anyone's going to draw out of him, it's going to be Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich, and that great Spurs staff, except for their training staff, their ass, apparently. But uh, coming off a broken leg, so that's scary. Duke can score at mid-range with Will. Ah, he's a good defender. He's long, he's lanky, good ball handler. If you watch him play, you just see Dwayne Wade the whole time. So that's my Lonnie Walker comparison. That's my most improved second-year player. My sleepers from this draft, and I've been high on him since mid-last year, Rui Hachimura is going to be great. They compared him to the Greek freak at the draft night. That's not at all how he plays. He's smooth. The Greek freak's brute force, kind of. Rui Hachimura can do it all. Literally can do it all. Can play three through five. And my other guy's Luka Semanic, uh from Croatia. I talked about him a little bit earlier. He's smooth. He's long. He's rangy. He's athletic. Um, he's a typical Spurs foreign guy. They're going to build him into who they want him to be, and that's going to be a Manu Ginobili-esque player. And uh, I think he's it's going to take him time. He's he's young. He's still not filled out. Um, that's where he, Rui Hachimura is on the other end. He's an older guy, so he's going to step in the league right away and dominate, and he's filled out all the way. All right, that's my take. Riker, go! I talked about him earlier, and my most improved player, I think, is going to be Cam Reddish. Oh, not Cam Reddish. My bad. That's a... Fuck, I'm stupid. It's DeAndre, <laughs> it's DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I think last year he had a solid. I think last year he had a solid rookie year. Uh, I think he can go nowhere but up, just like the Suns. I think I have like a lot of faith, and I have a lot of faith in Phoenix's younger guys. I really do, and I think DeAndre Ayton really wound up in the perfect spot. I think he played 71 games last year, which isn't too bad, you know, really especially for a rookie. You know, it's kind of. And I think getting your sea legs yeah, under you. I think being in a rebuilding team is going to help him out too. It gives him less pressure to build his stock. I think, and maybe once his contract's up, if Phoenix still isn't going, I think he has the potential to land, you know, somewhere maybe like uh, like an Orlando or maybe you know a younger like a even a Brooklyn if things with KD don't pan out, which they will. I think he can go to one of those middle of the pack teams that are you know that have that missing piece that need to. Ascend, and I think he can be that guy for a team. But right now, I like him in Phoenix simply because they're rebuilding. He doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, well, I mean, he doesn't have to do a whole lot to build his stock. He can just play his style of basketball. It's a you know, less. But Phoenix gets what one televised basketball game a year. Yeah. Phoenix it's- doesn't get a whole lot of attention. There's a lot less pressure over there. There's more pressure on the team than there is on him. It's just got plenty of room for him to develop. I see him getting maybe 21 points a game. I still see him bouncing around 10 rebounds. Maybe his assists go up a little bit. But I think DeAndre Ayton's my 
my candidate for who will improve. And I think a sleeper in this is Grant Williams from the Celtics. Now, they don't really need a small forward, but they can definitely build talent. And I think the Celtics are really good at handling talent like that. I think he's a guy that not a whole lot of eyes were on. He, I think, got picked 24th overall. I think that's a no-pressure situation for him. I think being in a team like Boston that's young and developing is perfect for a guy like him. He can build a stock and take his talents elsewhere. And say, you know, injuries happen. It's part of the NBA. If he can step up into that role and take Tatum's spot, I think it's perfect for him. Obviously, he's not Jason Tatum. He's not going to be dunking on LeBron anytime soon. But I think uh, I think in a situation get that weak shit out of here, yeah. Riker. I think I think in a in a in a, in a, in a team like Boston where they're going to need to develop a bench for these young guys. Isaac's that, a spitter. Yeah, he's a spitter, quitter. <laughs> but in a in a team where there's young guys that can get hurt at any moment, it's going to help to get developed rookies and that can be in the rotation and can help out in case something were to happen. And I think Boston's a team like that that's been plagued by injuries the last couple of years. They need to start developing guys that can come in and take their roles when needed be. I totally forgot about Romeo Langford as well when we were talking about young cores and you guys brought up the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Romeo Langford has a lot of potential. Well, talking about young cores that we totally forgot, like we totally missed on this team. If you say the Pelicans, we didn't miss. It's everyone's no. talking about No, them. no, we totally missed on the this Pistons, team. Right? <laughs> Sacramento Kings. Yeah. No, I I said that they have a chance to be a playoff team. I just don't like my. I kind of did like the three teams that not everyone because you turn on TV and it's like, oh, the Pelicans are good. Thanks, fucking Doris. We knew that. Yeah, yeah, I, but, but I don't think the the Kings get talked about as much as they probably should. See, I think. Holy <laughs> shit! That was a big sneeze. I totally agree. They're a great young core, and Darren Fox. Yes, is, is stud. I had transitioning into that my player yes I think so I think between actually I think there's three guys right now that I look at that are going to be on the uphill climb Marvin Bagley I think Trey Young is just going to keep improving I mean he is just a baller and a little homer guy Colin Sexton man that guy can play and with where they you didn't go with Demboya for your draft pick, by the way. With the pick that they had, <laughs> I feel like that was, I wouldn't say a steal, but it was a really, really good pick. I agree with the Trey Young thing, but the reason I didn't pick Trey or Luca is because Everybody they talks were so about good already. Yeah. And I, but I, but I think Trey Young Trey, was a top 10 point guard last year. I, and I think Trey will still keep improving, though. I mean, he, he's just, God, he's barely got his foot wet in this league. Atlanta's going to be something. And I hate saying that because I'm a Cavs fan. And I remember the oh, battles of Atlanta. Riker and I talked about it. They got Jabari Parker for $7 million a year. <laughs> yeah. That, that the kid's is, only 24. Can you be- he feels like he's older than that, yeah. too. Yeah. Can you right. believe that Milwaukee just. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. For, for Brooke P- Lopez, the yeah. key Brooke Lopez, we'll just go ahead and let him go. Um, my rookie. We've kind of talked about him a little bit. Bobo. Whoa, whoa. Oh, I th- wait, do it again. Do it loud. Whoa, whoa, Bobo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I think he can be a guy that nobody, you know, he slips. So he kind of, he got talked about through the draft. 
but he didn't get the same kind of uh, kind of attention that the other guys did. I, you know, I'm I'm trying to kind of go off of the page a little bit and talk about somebody that is uh, that wasn't a high draft pick, and and I think the potential he has, I think he can be a really good player in the NBA. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. By the way, Chandler, I uh, was gonna pick him Boyo, but uh, you know, injuries. Is he injured already? Yeah, already. What the hell did he do? What? I don't even remember. What's your take on that? I'm not gonna Bobo. lie. My brother just called me. What did you say about Bobo? About Bobo? Bobo? Yeah. What did you say about him? Sorry. I I feel like I I picked him just because he I didn't want to pick a guy that wasn't that that was like a top pick, you know, and. He did get talked about draft night, but kind of everybody's now forgotten about him. He isn't really getting a lot of attention. I feel he is a guy that could make a splash in the league, but he's not gonna. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's gonna be an all star necessarily, but a good solid player. I, he could definitely. I, I think. See, I kind of disagree with you. I think his chances are either all star or bust. He's either gonna be terrible or he's gonna be. So, because when you watch Bull Bull, no one that height has ever handled the ball like that. I mean, he plays like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Which is so weird. And I don't think he has the body to last in the league. If I'm going second round, guys, I actually really like Carson Edwards. I thought he went to a great system with Brad Stevens and the Celtics. I like White, too. Kobe White is it's another guy that I think yeah. is a good sleeper guy that I think he fell he got, a lot further than he probably should have. What, did he get picked like eighth or something? Yeah. I think he should have been. I, I mean, I thought the Cavs would have got him if Darius Garland would have went. Yeah, third. I agree. I felt like with him, he's oh, kind of Kobe in, and Sexton together. Oof. Yeah, well, that actually, I'm just getting ready to make that comparison. I feel like Kobe White is a better shooting Colin Sexton, and he fell kind of like Colin did because Colin didn't have the type of range, and he was a guy who we knew was going to be really aggressive, but didn't really know what else he had. I mean, he wasn't that great of a shooter in college. Yeah. I I agree. <laughs> My other pick was Luca, but you already fucking brushed up on that. So. Who? Luca. Yeah. Luca's a baller. Texas is going really to be run by Lucas. Okay, so on the top off on the spot, let's try to put our 1 through 8 east and west together. We'll oh, do it God. together. So one in the East. I say Philly. You guys both are on the Bucks, though, aren't you? Yeah, no yeah I'd probably put okay, Bucks. Okay, so we got Bucks first. It's yeah. got to be Philly second. Yeah, I got Philly at second. Yeah, I okay, would so say Philly second. Bucks at one, Philly at two. Okay. At three. I see. Uh, you say Boston. I don't. I don't believe in Boston that much. I would say at three. Like I like the Pacers there. Uh, I mean. Got? For me, it's a toss-up between the two, so I'll just say Boston and then Pacers at four. What do you say, Isaac? I, I would actually go – I mean, would you – even with Atlanta being young, would you throw them in there? No. You think that's too make, much of a stretch? I don't think they make the playoffs. You don't think they make the playoffs this year? there's a chance they make the playoffs. Wow. Even with the, the East is – They're not as bad as people think. They're not – They've got a lot of teams that can compete. So, wait, hang I on think, for a second. I think the Bulls and the Knicks have much better rosters than the Hawks. They don't have better futures. But winning this year, even the Wizards, if they keep Bradley Beal. Well, I think Bradley Beal's gone. Well, I think he's in Miami, to be honest. You think okay. he could? Ooh. So, who do you like have that. as your third team? 
So we'll, we'll go. Let's go Pacers. I, I like the Pacers. Celtics. I'm pretty big. I well, I said Pacers, so sorry. But then we'll go Celtics at three. Yeah. Or you mean at four? Four. Yeah. Who do you guys have at five then? At five, I've been thinking. I just I think they've improved enough with DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie Irving, and they've got a young, solid group. I think Brooklyn goes five. five. See, actually, I'm 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 actually got to say something. I actually think the Raptors are still a four seed. You think? They don't lose anybody but Kawhi and Danny Green. You still I, have Kyle Lowry. That's a he's a regular season player. You still have Marcus Sewell, Serge Ibaka, Siakam, yeah. Van Fleet. Yeah. I think they're the four seed. They're better than the Celtics roster. I can see it. I, man, I don't. I I'm just don't see it. Before. I'm sorry, I have to do it. I'm overriding. Yeah. Big dick energy. I think Siakam. Tiny dick energy. I think Siakam Probably honestly tiny. can step up. Yeah. I think I, he can I, I would. I'll concede to the Celtics at five. But that's the best I think they do. You lose Al Horford. So then, are we going at six? Are we going Nets? Then? I think it's got to be because they're not yeah. going to get worse from last year. No, and I, absolutely still a playoff not. Team without even if Kyrie Irving gets hurt, Dinwiddie and Jordan and Allen yeah. and yeah. Levert. People are forgetting about Karis Levert, Michigan yeah. lover over here, isn't? <laughs> Sorry. At seven, this is where it gets fun. It's like, are we going to be spectacle here and say, do the Heat get Westbrook and Bradley Beal? I kind, I, I, I'm thinking Bradley Beal. I don't know about Westbrook. He's up in the air. He can go anywhere. See, this is how I well, look see, at the seventh and eighth This seed. is what I think on this. I think the Pistons are the seventh seed. Yep, that's what I was getting ready to I say. I was going to say it. We've improved enough. We're already the eight. I think we can probably bump up to seven. But... Here's the thing. Derrick Rose just has to play like he did last year, yeah. and you guys are up one seed. And then – You guys feast on the Cavs. Yeah. And – The Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I was actually going to go with – I think the Bulls are the eighth seed. You saying? Hear me out. Over Miami? Hear me out right now. Miami has one and a half players. They've got Jimmy Butler and Myers Leonard. Yeah. I don't think Bam is a winner. Big I mean, 10. I don't think he does anything to change your culture to win. And then, so the Bulls have Wendell Carter. They have Otto Porter. They have Thaddeus Young. Yeah. They have Lori Markinen. They have Kobe White, Chandler Hutchinson, Chris Dunn, Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. That's my eight. It's, it's a good team. I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> I got me sold. I just don't honestly. know if those pieces all go together enough to. Well, they make go to better it. together than Jimmy Butler and crew. Now my question is, whose team is it? For the Bulls? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want it's Thaddeus is, Young yeah. and Zach Levine. I want to say Zach Levine, but I just he had a good year last year. Twenty or or is it a team by committee? And he, and he got paid last year too. He did. I so I go Bulls eight, but you're he eight. I'm not. No, I was just I'm. Playing devil as advocate okay. right now, or are you like maybe Kevin Love plays eighty games? No, I'm not <laughs> saying if Kevin Love plays eighty games, Cavs I at think one or bust. Cavs at eight seed is not crazy, it's not but it's not. I don't know. I uh, no. I'd if say, Kevin Love plays eighty games, I'd say I think they would fight for the eight. They'd definitely be above Charlotte. They'd be above uh, Washington. I they'd, think they'd be above the Knicks. The Knicks. Oh, absolutely. Possibly Orlando. Oh shit! Orlando at eight. I Orlando? think Orlando at eight is a better pick than the Bulls at eight or the Cavaliers at eight. I think the Bulls and Orlando fight it out, and I think Orlando sneaks into eight. Yeah, I like to see Orlando sneak in. I've always liked Orlando. Okay. So that was actually a fun segment. Why the hell did we wait until an hour thirty to do it? No one's even listening at this point. <laughs> I know. I will be. Me too. 
No, I don't listen Taylor anymore. It makes me nervous. Um, so we have one through eight: Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, Raptors, Celtics, Nets, Pistons, Orlando. On to the West. Oh, this is when it's fun. By the way, we're gonna have to do this on another show, and we're gonna start the show like this. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, um, so now the West. So you guys are both going to say Clippers at one, aren't no. you? No. Okay, because no. I'm Lakers. Full heart of it. <sighs> to be honest, and it's going to be tight at that one spot all season long. That's what she said. Yeah. I got the dubs. Okay. I was... God, See, I like but the- here's the problem. Here's the problem with being, being the one seed. Clay. Clay Thompson doesn't play till February at the earliest. That's true. They lose Iguodala, Sean Livingston... There's so you're banking on Draymond Green having an all play all pro year. But they also I still have think D'Angelo Russell. I I agree, but Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Durant gone, Iguodala, they don't have defense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're I'd if you're looking like at the, the the rosters right now. I'm Lakers right. Lakers Let's number one. Lakers, okay. Lakers number one. So then this is going to blow your guys' minds. At two seed, I have Denver. They don't get worse. They only get better. Yeah, I would go They're a regular Den- season team. I, I agree. I had them at three or four, so I can take Denver at two. Now, here's where it gets fun. I think it's, Clippers three. This between the Warriors and the Clippers for I me. I think Clippers And even three. the Mavericks. Call I, me crazy. Uh, I don't think the Mavs make that, can that play, jump can to the, the three seed. playoff teams instead of eight. <laughs> Here's the thing. Take the top 16. We've never seen a player like Luka before. And we've never seen two players like Luka and Kristaps play together. Their yeah. games mesh perfectly. And they got Boban. Did they? Yeah. Christ. And, and Seth They're going to be starting eight feet tall. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be a Curry. very lengthy team with, the, with little Seth at the front. He's like, hey, what's up? I'd say, I think I can... I see, I can't concede to the Clippers at the three seed because Paul George is going to be out at the beginning of the year, yeah. and Kawhi Leonard only plays 55, 60 But, yeah, games. you were just talking about the Dubs being at the three. so. But they have proven players, yeah. and they're always winning. The Clippers, I don't – like, why would they all of a sudden go from the seventh seed to the three seed when yeah. they're supporting casting to get better and their stars yeah. don't play 80 games? That's my thing. I think they'll win a lot when they play. Well, I think I think they're going to coast into the playoffs and be like, we could be the eight seed. And, and not to mention, their starting center is like – in and out of fucking Euro League and yeah. fucking Summer League and shit. Their, so their roster... They don't have a center. This is what I think people are confused about. Their roster is not really as good as no. said. Their starting shooting guard is Landry Shamit. Mm-hmm. An average shooting guard in the league. Yeah. So they start Pat- Patrick Beverly, Shamit, PG, Claw, Zubak. Yeah. I mean, I'm not scared of anybody but two people on that. Then you bring in Lou... And Harrell off the bench. But they also got Mo Harkless, too. Where do you put him? He comes off the bench for me, and he's only a defender, so, like, it doesn't really scare me. But Yeah. All right, so your, your Clippers at three. Riker, where are you at? I'm going to put the Dubs at three. And Clippers at four. That's kind of where I'm sitting. So, All right. sorry, mm-hmm. Isaac. Mm-hmm. By committee. So where are we at? Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors, Clippers. Yeah. Yep. And I think the Warriors at the three seed is doable because I think Steph Curry is going to be fantastic. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be fantastic and the best he's ever played. And I think Draymond Green's 
He's on a contract year, so yeah. he's going to be playing the best basketball he's ever played. So then the, <clears throat> the Mavs next? Is, is that where we're going? So at five, you have Utah. You have Denver. I mean, you have Utah. You have Houston. You have Dallas. You have Portland. Yeah, I was going to say Portland. You have... Gosh. They haven't lost a whole lot. Just Seth Curry and Mo Harkless, as far as I'm concerned. And Amino. Yeah. Amino. And Aminu and Evan Turner. So they don't have any wing players, but they got Nasir Little. Yeah. And they add Whiteside. Yeah. Yeah, I... Which I, was a steal for me. Gosh. I, All I, right, I, so I, let's go through them. <laughs> Dallas. You have Cameron Payne, who will be, uh, by my calculations, playing for them. He's in the summer league team right now. Cameron Payne and I don't know who their other point guard is. For the Mavs? Yeah. But, okay, so at shooting guard, you have Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, three good players. Yeah. yeah. At the three, you have Luka, mm-hmm. great player. You have Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have Boban, who can play 10 minutes a game and be well, do well. You have guys like Kleber and Dwight Powell. Houston, you have James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. And that's if Chris it. Paul is healthy, you have Chris Paul, who is a good player when healthy. And then yeah. you have Capella and P.J. Tucker. And, and, Ke- and Capella, I think everybody's figured out his game. Yep. Yeah. And then it, I, this I is the most compelling to me. At Utah, I don't see how Utah is not a five seed. Yeah, I don't see Well, I it. think it goes back between them and the Mavs. Like, I think they're going to battle it out, and you're going to see them flip-flopping between five and six. Well, let's see so, if – if the Mavs are at the sixth, and if we're talking playoffs, they're matching up with the Warriors. The Warriors, and that's a matchup that could oh, with, that could get interesting with the, with the lineups they have now with no KD. So, you know. I know that this is going to be confusing because I'm really high on them, but I actually think the Maverick the Mavericks are like a seventh or an eighth seed because experience. They don't have any playoff. Well, experience. I I don't well, disagree with that at all. I I actually I'm I think kinda it's s- got to be Utah at five. I'm. I'm actually struggling keeping the Warriors up there, but yeah. they're proven. Yeah. And they win when they don't have their guys. Yeah. But but with this, though, do you think there is going to be any growing pains with, with having – Yeah. No. You think he's just going to transition into that? Yes. Yeah, so no if problem. you're D'Angelo Russell, you're look, you look at Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and be like, I get the honor of playing with beside these guys. I got to shape my game to well, play no, no, with no. them. No, no, no. I'm saying at the beginning of the year when Clay's not there because no, that's going to change that offense. I don't think there's any growing pain. No, I think he'll play Clay Thompson's spot. Yeah, just dribble more, and which will fill in for I Kevin just, Durant's dribbles. <laughs> well, that's true. I, there's a lot of dribbles I've got to be Utah filled in. Five. What do you have, Riker? I'll take Utah. I, I'll, I'll take Utah. I, I agree with that. I think then you at have six, to. Put, I have to go Houston. Nah. Yeah. I you James oh, Harden he oh, can no, drop. I think Portland. Houston, I was gonna say Houston's not missing the playoffs, and Portland can definitely be a seven. That's realistic. I think. I, I think, but I think Portland's a better team all around than. But I don't think they are. I mean, who do they have outside of CJ Dame and Whiteside? Not a whole lot. It's Joseph. It's Nurkic who has that devastating injury. He won't be back till midseason at best. Yeah. You have Nasir Little. That's the extent of their roster. And you did, I don't know. I I Houston, James Harden has proven he can carry a team. Yeah. Chris Paul when healthy is good. Do you buy the feud? No, not at all. A guy, uh, I, I think it was Stephen Jackson, maybe someone that's close to both of them said it's complete crap. Yeah. I have Houston at six. What do you guys have? He, 
I think you have I'm Houston stuck, at six. I'm stuck between Houston and Dallas, but I'll put Houston at six just because Dallas has the inexperience factor. So. I, that's majority, so. <laughs> like, I actually had the fucking Phoenix Suns. <laughs> six. Okay, so it's seven. Do you guys buy Dallas and Houston are the seventh and eighth seed in some capacity? Yeah. Are we missing people? We're missing the Kings. Yeah, do the, the Kings sneak Kings, in? Kings, Pelicans, Blazers. Ah. Here's the other thing we got to worry about. Is, does Kristaps come back as a shell of himself, or does he come back as Kristaps? Yeah. His game relies on his athleticism. Oh, God, now I don't want to put the Mavericks in. Ah! I I think if you're going to get... No, Blazers have to be in there. The Blazers have to be. They have to be the seventh seed. They're still talented. They're, They're not s- worse than the seventh seed. They still have CJ no. and Dane. They got Hassan Whiteside. That's what I'm trying to convince you that they're better than Houston, and you just no. don't want to buy it. Well, James Harden is better than anybody on the Blazers. So who do we? And he's proven he can do it by himself. So who do we got? If we got Dallas, I, but New he's Orleans. had. Mi- but my thing is with him is he's had many years of having to carry a team. Well, it hasn't took it hasn't taken a toll yet. Yeah. Obviously, OKC is fucking out. Yeah, they are us. totally I kinda, out. I kind of have hope for them, but I'm knocking Memphis out. I don't think Pelicans make the playoffs this no. year. No. I think they get close, but I don't think they make it. All right, so you guys talk it out real quick. I'm going to look up see who we're forgetting. I know we got Kings, Dallas. Um, as much as I'd like to put the Kings into the playoffs this year, I just I don't think that they make it. And Especially. if they do, it's an eight seed, and they have a – yeah. Game eighty two, they somehow I you know make a miracle to yeah. make it in. Especially when you look at that division, I mean, it's the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Kings, bitch. and then the Suns. I think. Uh, we forget we forgot about a team that's definitely going to be in the playoffs. Who? The San Antonio Spurs. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, that was just ruined. Kill that segment. I think they have to be the eight seed. There, the I don't Spurs. think that they're that much better than the seven seed, but. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan. Aldridge and Pirtle as your starting five. Then Marcus Morris, possibly, if he and stays. And arguably one of the greatest coaches to ever live. Yeah. Yeah. I so think that's got to be the eighth seed. Gosh. And that leaves out. I bet. So, no, you're good. Does that leave out Portland? No, Portland's seven. Okay, Portland it leaves out Dallas. Right. Who I don't think that's crazy to say Dallas yeah. will be the ninth seed. Especially with Kristaps being, you know. Yeah, a shell of himself, possibly. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be crazy if the Spurs didn't make the playoffs? See, but this is a that. better roster than they did last. Oh, they I, last I'm year. just, I'm just being that guy. Oh, it would be crazy, but I think Dejounte Murray and Derek White are. So or good. if somehow Houston doesn't make the playoffs, that it's if James Harden gets injured, this all goes to shit. But another team that's worth discussing is the T Wolves. Yeah. It's worth the discussion. It, I mean, they lost D. Rose, but really he was injured halfway through the season. Anyway. They have that Okogi kid that's a yeah. good, solid rookie. And I can't imagine Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> just slumping, not being in the playoffs. I know. Because he's, he's, he's a playoff town. And I think Wiggins is good enough for some reason. I think Minnesota's still holding on to Andrew Wiggins. I think he's got just enough talent that he can you know, play his role there. So. All right, final take is Isaac looked at his phone and said, oh, shit, are you in trouble yet? Not not yet, uh, but it's, it's 937 uh, right now. All so. right, who's your eighth seed? My eighth seed, shit, I got to go with the Spurs. Spurs. I got to go with the Spurs. Yeah. Like, Greg Popovich isn't not going to be in the fucking playoffs. Yeah, so our Western Conference is 
Lakers, Denver, Golden State, Clippers, Utah, Houston, Portland, Spurs. So that's L.A. Spurs first round. Denver, Portland, that would be a fun one. That'd be a rematch too. Warriors, Houston, I won't. That would be might be fun. Clippers, Utah, that one will be fun. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be the two grittiest Western Conference teams, I guess is the word. Yeah, Utah. the Spurs yeah. will be gritty, but yeah. you guys have any final remarks? No, I'm I'm good. Just Riker, the, I know you want to say something. If it's Pist- about the AAF, I'll cut you. <laughs> I was gonna say the Pistons are gonna get Russell Westbrook. Halfway through the season, LeBron James is going to say, fuck this shit. I want to go to the Pistons. <laughs> so we're going to have Russell Wilson. Not Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. LeBron James. Russell Blake Wilson's Griffin. probably good enough to play on your Russell roster. Wilson says, <laughs> Russell Wilson says, fuck it. Y'all need a two guard. So <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson. Uh, fucking LeBron Derek James. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. I will say this. If the Pistons get Russell Westbrook. I, I think they're a playoff team. And I think we can finally win a playoff game because we haven't won a playoff game since fucking. God. LeBron's it's... fucked you guys for all the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I know, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I think. No, we got swept by the Cavs. Yep. Yeah. I was going to. Because three of the games were decided by four or less points, and I was like, well, we have that. We were up in the fourth and then blew the fucking lead, and then LeBron <laughs> fucked us in the mouth. Hit that corner three to. Yep. All right. Yeah. But anyway. Thank you guys, boys, for coming on. Thank it's you. A pleasure. Wear your piston shit around here again, and you'll be muted. Well, I'll wear my Clipper shit then. Oh, you'll be muted even more. Wear your piston shit. I got out. my City Edition Kawhi jersey ready for you. Oh, God. All right. Thank you all for listening.